The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Doug Bursch, co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So do you have someone you're close to, a spouse, a friend, your children, where no matter how much you communicate your heart, it just doesn't seem like you can connect, that they don't really know what you need or want. On today's show, we're going to talk about mind blindness and grace and how God has created us so differently that sometimes we just can't connect the way we want to connect, but we can still love on today's show. Welcome back to the show, or if this is your first time, thanks for listening. I am Pastor Doug Bursch, and I co-pastor Evergreen Church in Auburn, Washington. And uh, I want to talk about an issue that might be very new to some of you. Others, you might have studied this uh, a lot based on the relationships you have and the people that God has entrusted to your care. But on today's show, I'm going to talk about the reality that some of us are in relationships that you would define loving in this sense, that you know you genuinely love that person and they genuinely love you. And you have a lot of really good moments together. Except for this fact, that no matter how much you seem to communicate your heart and communicate your needs, what you need, you know, the basic things like, I just need you to do this or I just need you to understand this, That no matter how much you communicate that need, the person just doesn't seem to ever understand you. Or you keep coming back to this place where you have to repeatedly tell the person what you need, even though you feel like, by now you should have figured it out. Now there's some people listening right now who you're, you're, you know, very much saying, this is for me. I am interested in this show. And others you're like, eh, I don't know. But here's the reality. Uh, By the end, I hope we have a better understanding of how God has created humans, how different we really are, and how we really need to approach people in love and with a profound amount of grace. Uh, Before we get into that, though, uh, I'd like uh, for you to contact me at any time. Uh, Well, I guess not in the middle of the night, but don't worry, I don't answer this phone, but I do listen to the messages and I do respond to the text. If you'd like to text the show, Call 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. You can either leave a message or you can text me and just say what you like about the show. 360-818-4513. You can also go to fairlyspiritual.org and find past podcasts. In fact, would you subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, through SoundCloud, through Stitcher? There's all kinds of platforms. Find one and subscribe. And then also, uh, for this show to stay on the air on uh, the radio, uh, we need some people to give. And I have some generous donors who are helping us stay on the air, but if I don't receive at least $100 a show extra or on top of that, we are not going to stay on the radio. And I I don't like to pretend, so I'm just telling you exactly what we need to move forward. So you can go to fairlyspiritual.org and you can donate there. 
So I want to talk about a concept that might be foreign to some of you, but I think it's very important to understand. So I set this this, um, scenario in place. And you can think about maybe a spouse, a close friend, a parent, your children. Think about someone where you've been with them long enough that you know you have a genuine relationship where you genuinely care for one another, that you know the other person actually loves you and that you love them, except for you get caught in these places where you've communicated your heart you know, extremely well, in your opinion. You've communicated exactly what you need. And no matter how much you communicate what you need, you find yourself back in these situations where the other person seems to have forgotten your needs or seems to not recognize your needs in the moment. You have dialogues like this, maybe with your spouse. I can't believe you don't understand that. I've told you that thousands of times. I've told you that hundreds of times. How can you not know me by now? I've made this so clear. You know that I don't like that. You know that I do like that. Why can't you do this? If you loved me, you would recognize that I need this. Does that sound familiar? Well, I don't want to let people off the hook in the sense that some people should recognize what we need and some people should, by this point, stop doing the behavior they're doing. And I'm certainly not calling anyone to abide in a relationship where there's abuse or harm. You can free yourself from that abuse and harm and and create safe ways to be with someone. But I'm talking more with the people where you, you go through the fight, you're like, I can't believe he doesn't understand this. I can't believe my kid doesn't understand this by now. Uh, but you move on and you find a way to be together and share good moments in life. I believe that one of the reasons this is happening is not because the other person doesn't love you as much as you love them. But often it happens because as humans, we are far more different than we like to admit. Our minds are far more different than we'd like to admit. And I'm going to give you just an area that a a large percentage of the population has this kind of mind. And depending upon the spectrum, it might be more extreme or less extreme. But this kind of mind where they have what is called mind blindness. And to understand that is every human eventually will develop some sort of theory of the mind. And and I'm I'm just going to, this is a psychological term, but the theory of the mind is the ability to attribute mental states, beliefs, intents, desires, emotions, knowledge uh, to oneself and to others, and to understand the others that others, other than you, have beliefs, desires, intentions, and perspectives that are different from one's own. Now that's kind of a you know clinical description. But the basic idea of the theory of the mind is as we develop as humans, we begin to be able to understand the intentions of others, that their intentions are different than ours, that their desires are different than ours. They do these developmental tests for you know young kids, let's say a three-year-old, and, and they'll ask them this question, and listen carefully because there's, there's some different elements to this scenario, but they'll ask a kid who's three years old, and they'll show this kid... Uh, maybe a a woman, a doll named Sally. And so they have this doll named Sally. And Sally has in a basket a cupcake. So they say, here is Sally, and here's her cupcake in the basket. And then they'll say, now Sally has left the room. Now in comes Cindy. Cindy takes the cupcake out of Sally's basket and puts it in her basket. 
So Sally has no idea what has gone on, right? But the kid just sees that. Sally had a cupcake in her basket. She left the room. Cindy took it out of her basket. And Cindy put it into her own basket. Now, then they ask the kid, when Sally comes back into the room, where is she going to look for the cupcake? Now, a kid who doesn't have a theory of the mind yet will look to where the cupcake was stolen. He'll look in Cindy's basket. Now, we know, most of us know, that that's not the right place to look for it because Sally would have no idea that the, it was no longer where she put it there. From her perspective, it's still in her own basket. But the kid doesn't understand yet to think about Sally as having her own perspective. He just sees the world through his perspective, and his perspective is it was here, and now it's there. So that's a developmental stage that uh, it's hard for little kids or three-year-olds or four-year-olds to be able to see things from someone else's perspective. And you know that with parenting sometimes. You have to show them this is how someone else would feel about this. This is how someone else would understand the situation. But you're not just showing them that. They actually have a developmental stage where their mind changes. Now, when a kid is seven years old or eight years old, they can they have that theory of the mind unless there's something going on where they can't think in those terms. And, and sometimes autistic kids... Uh, can't understand that perspective, and that's one of the ways that they look at this. But it's more than just this. The reality is that humans either have a strong, developed mental state where they can anticipate what someone else is thinking or put themselves in someone else's perspective or understand what someone else's needs are, or they can't. And there's a whole spectrum of that, and it has nothing to do with how moral that person is. It has nothing to do with, well, they just need to try harder. It has nothing to do with, well, that one's a person's a real Christian and that person is a fake Christian. The development of the theory of the mind develops different in different human beings. Now, again, there's a level where we're all responsible for actions, but only God understands that ultimately. Now, they actually have a psychological term for this, and they call it mind blindness, that some people are blind to the intentions of other people. They just can't see that. They've done studies with adults here, and, and this might fascinate you, where they'll, here's another study for an adult. They'll, they'll, they'll tell, give the adult this scenario. They'll say, a woman goes to get coffee, and she thinks that the creamer is creamer, but someone has secretly put poison in that creamer. And so she puts the poison into the coffee, gives it to her friend, and her friend dies. Now remember, this woman had no idea that there was poison in the creamer. Then they'll ask an adult, how responsible is this woman for her friend drinking the poison and dying? Now people with a theory of the mind will say, well, she's not responsible at all. From her perspective, she had no idea. But for people who have mind blindness, they will blame the person who brought the creamer and hurt the other person, they'll blame them even though that person had no intentions because they can't see things from other people's perspectives. I'm going to talk about how important this is from a Christian perspective when we return. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I know we're getting to some deep waters here, but I think this might help you with your relationships. I'd love it if you would text us, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. Or go to our website and find out more information and find a way to donate to keep this show on the air. Go to fairlyspiritual.org. That's fairlyspiritual.org. I appreciate the fact that you listen to this show and support us. Subscribe on iTunes, too, if you can. Thank you.
Okay, so if you just joined us, you're like, what is he talking about? Uh, there was something about creamers and murdering people. And well, there's this illustration they give to adults that will help us understand how different adults are. And, and they'll, they'll tell someone this woman went and put creamer in her friend's coffee, but she didn't know that there was poison in that creamer. Like there was literally a creamer bottle that was just said creamer, but someone had put poison in it. So she puts the cream in the coffee, brings it to her friend, and her friend dies. Well, if you ask some adults, how responsible is this woman for the death of her friend? People who have a sense of the mind, have a sense of understanding someone else, they'll say, well, of course she's not responsible at all. She has no responsibility. She didn't know there was poison in that creamer. She was just getting her friend cream. She's not responsible. People, however, who have mind blindness in that they can't see things from other people's perspectives, or it's harder for them to see things from other people's perspective, they can't understand that, will actually put blame on that person for the death of their friend. At some level, they'll believe that the person should have known. Maybe even as you're listening, you're thinking differently. You're thinking for reasons why that person should be blamed. Well, what psychologists have looked at with this is that there are adults who have a form of mind blindness. And if you just joined us, that idea is they can't understand the perspectives of others or the desires of others as well as maybe you or I can. And maybe I'm even talking to you and this makes sense. They just can't understand the intentions. So how does this fit into relationships? Well, like this. Your spouse tells you, you know, when I come home, I really want you to just give me some space because I'm stressed out. And every time the person comes home, instead of giving them space, you begin to talk to them and you begin to interact with them and ask them a bunch of questions and talk about all the things that need to be done. Eventually, it's like, why can't you understand what I need? I've clearly articulated to you what I need. Or they come home and their face is just kind of grumpy. And instead of recognizing that that grumpiness means maybe I need to talk in a different way or understand why they're grumpy, you just go on like nothing has happened, like everything's normal. And the person can say, can't you see that I'm upset right now? Don't you know that I don't want to talk about this? How can you not know that I'm upset? You ever had that kind of conversation? I'm clearly upset. Look at all the signs. Look how I'm stomping around the house. Look at... Don't you understand that I'm upset? Or don't you see what just happened and how that made me feel? Or how come you can't see or understand how I feel? Or I've told you this before. Why hasn't that sunk in? Well, the reality for some people, why it hasn't sunk in, is they have a form of mind blindness. Now, God would understand this. I know some people get upset, like, well, no, no, that person's responsible. Well, maybe some people are responsible. But we must recognize this, that even scientists have looked at parts of the brain that are active or not active when it comes to processing things like understanding someone else's intent. And for people who have a tough time understanding other people's intent, there's parts of their brain that aren't as active as people who do. They can actually go in and shock that part of the brain, do, do, you know, not a painful thing, but a little electrical shock. And the person begins to have a more awareness of what's going on with the other person. So we're that different. It's not just that someone doesn't love you or they're not as nice as you are. Or maybe this is for you. It's not that you're not as loving or you're not as nice. It's just that some people can be aware of the intents of others 
and some people can't. It's called mind blindness. I bring this up because I know for some of us, we get so much in our spiritual language that we make many accusations against people. If you were a good Christian, you'd recognize what I need. If you truly loved me, I wouldn't have to tell you what to do. But some people love greatly. They love you. They love someone as much as they could love someone, and yet they're still not able to understand that person's needs. They've also found in studies that when you actually express your need to someone with mind blindness, they have empathy. They care. They actually want to help but they're not able to understand that unless you clearly tell them your needs. Now, that's hard, right? If you're in a relationship, that's hard. You may have a child like this that just doesn't seem to connect with you, and and you want them to, to clearly know what you need. I clearly need you to talk to me when I come home from work or you come home from school. I clearly need you to respond to this. Why won't you respond to this? And you can say, this is a bad kid because he won't respond to me the way I want him to respond to me. But that child might also have mind blindness that no matter how grumpy you look, no matter how many times you've said it, they just don't understand. However, I bet some of you have found that when you actually say your need, I need you to clean this room, or I need you to talk to me, or I need you to do this thing, or to understand I'm upset, then the child does express empathy. They might say, okay, well, why didn't you ask? Or, I didn't know. And you can say, of course you knew, right? All these accusations. Well, some people don't know. Some people don't understand. And it's our job to simply express our need, even if we have to do it over and over again. To look your spouse in the eye and say, I need you to hug me. And then let them hug you and show empathy once you tell them what you need. See, we often think empathy is about understanding other people's needs. But some people... It's not that they're not empathetic. It's just they're not able to understand your needs. But once you express those needs, they're willing to participate. They're willing to give as much as they can give. This is kind of deep waters, and I'm I'm doing this because I know there's someone listening where I'm describing a reality, and it's making sense to you. And I'm doing this for a couple ways. One, to educate yourself on the mind. To educate yourself on how different people are. And maybe it'll give you some resources on how to talk to someone. I have some people in my life who have some mind blindness. And because of that, I have to spend less time hoping they understand what I want and more time clearly communicating what my needs are and then accepting their love after I've communicated my needs. Instead of saying, I'm not going to accept your your love because you should have known better and I shouldn't have to tell you. And if you loved me... You know, I I wouldn't need to tell you this. Instead, I can say, I know this person loves me, but I need to tell them what I need. I may have to do that my whole life. I might have to say, I would, you know, I wish you understood what was going on. I really feel like you should know that I'm upset now, but it seems like you don't. I'm upset. I need to talk about this. And I need to humble my pride and my equation and find a way to meet that person with the mind that God has given them. See, this to me is where the topic of grace comes in. Grace is a powerful term. We certainly know that grace is unmerited favor. We know that grace is that God loved us not based on what we've done, our works, but based on his love. And grace is not something limited that runs out. Grace is how God deals with us. 
But I think grace is a great term to describe these disconnects between humans because we really don't know how different we are and how responsible people really are. For some people, their awareness of other other people's needs is wired in their biology. And from when they were a little child, they were just able to sense the needs of others, while others, they were clueless to the needs of others. You compound this with the fact that some people have been nurtured extremely well, and some people grew up in abusive, harmful, disconnected environments, where the biological dysfunctions or the biological, their biological proclivities were exaggerated, maybe in very harmful ways, based on the harm they received from parents and loved ones. Now, when that person becomes an adult, what should we expect of them? Should we hold them to the standard of every good person and every good Christian clearly understands the needs of others, can clearly respond without being asked? Or do we understand that we need to approach each other with love and grace? Grace being this, I don't understand. I don't know. And it's not my right to judge. It's not my right to judge my spouse if I don't feel she's connected with me the way I want her to connect with me. I can express my concerns. I can say, I'd like you to do this. And I can receive that love when she extends that love. But when I start saying, if you are a better person, you do this differently, well, then I'm going into the perspective of God. Because I don't know. And I think there's an aspect of not knowing that allows grace to have value in our life. We don't know. We don't know, as we do more study of the mind, how much of our behavior is just biological proclivities. How much of our behavior is the response of what we did when when we were like one years old or two years old, the things that happened to us as a kid has rewired our mind so that it is so wired one way that we might never be able to escape that way of thinking or behaving. You see this with children who've been adopted, and especially adopted out of abusive situations, those formative years when they were a baby and in neglectful situations, I'm not saying if you put your child up for adoption, that's neglect, but I'm talking about adoptions where the child was brought out of neglectful situations, where they were, you know, in drug environments and abuse environments. They found that the behaviors that were done to those children when they were babies influenced the adult. The adult has an awareness of the world that's different than others, an ability to attach or not attach. And how dare I come in and say, if you were a good person, you'd just do this better. I want to let you know that maybe the people around you, they have a form of mind blindness. That they love you just as much as you love them, or maybe you have a form of mind blindness. And it's not that you're a bad person, that you can't understand the needs of others. And maybe we would bring some grace into that situation. And just welcome Jesus in and say, Lord, I thank you for who I am. I thank you for who my spouse is. And I accept them. I accept them for their ability to do it well in my eyes or not so well. I accept their perspective. Lord, show me how to love this individual for who they are, not who I want them to be, but for who they are and how they've been created. Show me how to love them. Help me not to be blind to love. 
that for every person and for every perspective and every personality, I would learn to genuinely love the way you love us. And show me what grace looks like when someone isn't meeting my needs the way I want them to be met. I know it's tough to be with someone when they can't recognize your needs, and that can feel really lonely. But I want you to know that God recognizes your needs. He understands you. He knows what you need, and he can be enough. He can be the one who loves and understands and helps you when others don't. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He knows your needs, and he's here to help you. Thanks for listening. Okay, hey, I appreciate you listening to the show. I'd love to get your feedback if any of this connected with you. Here's the number, 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. 360-818-4513. Please go to our website to keep this show on the air to donate today. That's fairlyspiritual.org. I need some subscribers to our podcast, so you can do that through iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or other places as well. I so much appreciate you listening to the show. Now go forth with the joy of the Lord and understand that he knows your needs and he will be the best thing in your life. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.